1: difference at this point does it make oh shut up if you've got health insurance you can keep it you like your health care plan you will keep your plan
0: if you've got health insurance you like your doctor you like your plan you can keep your doctor you can keep your plan i'm as bad as hell but i'm not gonna take this anymore
2: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite I E Radio. My name is Greg Breton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by Don Dix, the head of the Corona chapter of Act for America, and by historian and best-selling author John Hancock. Boy, if we have a show today! Our first guest is going to be Trevor Loudon, author of The Enemies Within, and coming up in the second half, we have Doctor Duke Pesta, who is a great leader and speaker in the Common Core Resistance Movement, as a talk about the new federal education law called Every Student Succeeds act
3: yeah they're morphing that from common core aren't they yeah, change the name same right. principle well we have on the line right now one of our keynote speakers at the march 19th unite inland empire conservative conference very excited to have trevor speaking at our conference this year trevor welcome to the show
4: well thanks for having me on don and uh good, hello greg and hello um hello john how are you guys
5: Great. Doing great. Nice to have you on the show, and and you know you're coming to us, I believe, from CPAC, right?
4: Yep, I'm in Washington D.C. at CPAC, the, um, the the center of the conservative or, uh, center of the conservative or universe for this weekend, and uh, it's it's great. There's a great buzz here. It's a very very enthusiastic mood, I have to say.
2: I understand you found a very nice quiet room there to uh, to, to oh, talk to us yeah. from.
4: I had to find one, and as you said, it was the Jeb Bush room. <laughs> and, um, the quietest room at CPAC, the Jeb Bush the room. The quietest room at CPAC. Well, I remember it's, when it's, I was it's, there it's,
5: last year, people were walking around with Jeb shirts on, and, and they were being accosted, saying, well, what are you guys doing here? This is a conservative conference.
4: <laughs> yeah, oh, look, it must be just so embarrassing for the poor guys, and I felt sorry for them, but you know, he's, he's done the gentlemanly thing. He's bowed out of the race. He saw the writing in the wall, and I, I have to give him credit for that, and I just hope it looks like Ben Carson's dropping out today or tomorrow, and uh, let's just hope um, maybe Marco Rubio does the same thing.
3: Yeah, and, uh, you know, of course, this week we had Mitt Romney being trotted out by the party establishment <laughs> in order to trash Donald Trump. Uh, interesting, four years ago, he couldn't say <laughs> enough good stuff about the guy.
4: Well, that's right, and... and um, you know, is they really travel in the same circles in a way. So I thought, you know, professional courtesy alone would have uh, would have kept them on Trump's side. But <laughs> yeah, the, the the anti-Trump forces are are coalescing, and the range is right across the Republican Party. I have to say.
2: You really have to say the Trump movement is more of a Democrat movement than a Republican movement. No, 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 no. Wait, before we go down that rabbit hole, we got
3: another couple of segments with you to spend plenty of time. I want to make sure that the there, there are some folks listening to our show who uh, for whom you need no introduction, but there are others that may not that your name may not be familiar, and I want to get them up to speed on your body of work. You've uh, got a book called The Enemies Within that is currently in a fundraising uh, process to uh, create a movie about this book. And let me make sure I cap, uh, I encapsulate this correctly. Tell, tell me where I'm going wrong. Your body of work is seeking to demonstrate that following the sort of uh, McCarthy hearings and the Cold War against communism, that while many people would say Reagan won the Cold War against the communist uh, Soviet Union, then USSR, that... It did. It was more of a battle in the war between Western civilization and the forces of communism. That communism still exists. It simply morphed into a whole other uh, way of expressing itself towards you know world domination. And your work uncovers the relationship between current day communist party and individuals, even that are in elected office today. Is that correct?
4: Look, that's a very good summation. And and, and as you say, with Defeating communism, you know, Reagan took down the Soviet Empire, but it's like if you cut out a, a cancerous tumor from your body, but if you only get 80% of it, not 100% of it, what is going to be happening in five years' time or 10 years' time? You know, it's going to spread and metastasize, and that's exactly what's happened. And now communism is the Black Lives Matter movement. Now communism is the environmental movement. It's the, the union movement. It's heavily. Involved in the Democratic Party, it's it's it's, and it's virtually every sector of American society from the radical gay movement, the the mixed bathrooms movement. All of these are manifestations of the old communist movement, and they have spread like cancer right through American society.
3: And this yeah. isn't just I, sorry, John. This isn't just theory. You've done an extraordinary amount of work to document this, going to libraries and so forth.
4: Yeah, and and um. What I've done, probably what makes my research unique, is that I study the left by by going through their own materials. And, look, every town has an old communist who's worked in the local movement for years. He's got contacts from the Democratic Party and the unions. And when he gets old, he's thinking, look, I'm about, to, I'm about to pass on. I'm an atheist. I'm going to turn into dust. My only posterity are the papers I leave behind me. So he or she will gather up all their papers from a lifetime, you know, minutes of meetings, letterheads, whatever, put them in boxes and donate them to the local library so that in a hundred years' time, a young communist historian will write a great biography of their revolutionary life. Well, I go and find those documents. I go and find those archives, and I spend hundreds of hours photographing every darn page of them. And the amount of damning evidence there is just incredible. Now, uh, there for anyone to find if they want to look for it.
5: Now, some of our listeners might realize that you don't have you you have an accent. So, I think it's very important for them to understand. You know, why are you so worried about communists in the um, you know being public officials, elected officials here in the United States? I think that's an important story that you tell.
4: Yeah, well, I think one of the main things is the incredible emphasis they are placing on weakening the U.S. military and, and your internal security and destroying your military alliances around the world. See, they're, they're, that's always been their goal, but they've really succeeded on it. Why is the U.S. military being gutted? It's because Marxists have infiltrated your Homeland Security Committee, your Armed Services Committee, and your, your executive branch of government, and they are destroying your military. That is why Russia is on the march. That's why China is building 400 nuclear warships. That's why Iran is doing what it's doing. What ISIS is doing what it's doing. Because you are being weakened. And I say this: if America continues down that path, there will be no free countries left in the world. You know, the whole free world goes down. So, if I want to be in my country, New Zealand, if I want to say. Save my country from Chinese, which are who are expanding in our region. As, as I as I speak, we have to save America. The American Constitution has to be restored. Your economy has to be restored, and your military has to be restored and nurtured and made the most powerful in the world, so that so that no one dares threaten you, and and the free nations of the world can work an alliance with you and and protect themselves.
2: And as are more important is to restore an understanding of what America is all about and convey that to the next generation. And that underlies, I think, all of the issues that that you were talking about. And Dr. Pested, our second half, will be talking more about this. We're gonna be back with more- Well, that's
4: why your conference is so valuable because a lot of young people go there and Ronald Reagan said, you know, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Absolutely. So you that's why your conference is so important, because it exposes young people to the ideas that they're not being taught in school, but they will learn from a conference such as yours to carry on that tradition of freedom, keep that flag flying.
2: Absolutely. It is time for a word from our sponsor for this half of Unite, IE Radio, Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, who is also sponsoring the Unite IE Conservative Conference. More with uh, Trevor Loudon after this message. Back after this.
6: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at WCCLoans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer.
0: AM 590, The Answer.
5: Welcome back to this segment of Unite IE Radio Program. My name is John Hancock, and I'm here with my co-host, Don Dixon, Greg Britton. And, you know, Trevor, um, Where we're talking about it, and you've done a lot of work on the background of many elected officials. Now, on the um, Democrat ticket for president, we have both, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. You know what? What can you tell us about these
4: two people? Well, one of them's a hardcore Marxist, and the other one is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> um, <laughs> Didn't see that so, coming. Uh, look, Hillary does not get a free pass on this. Now we know that Bernie talks about being a democratic socialist, but the only difference between democratic socialism and communism is five to ten years. So. You know, they're just it's just a step along the way. Now, Bernie Sanders has been involved in a hardcore communist and terrorist, sympathy, sympathetic to terrorist organization his entire political career. I'm talking back in the 80s when he had backed the Socialist Workers Party, the pro-Cuban Socialist Workers Party, when he went to Israel as a young man to work on a pro-Soviet kibbutz whose founder was sent to jail for spying for the Soviet Union right up till Chicago last year when he was working with the Communist Party to try and help elect uh, Chui Garcia to the Chicago mayoralty. He's been backed by um, Democratic Socialists of America his entire career. They are running his campaign right now. They are, they are, he is their front man, and they are an organization which believes in the total elimination of all private ownership of business. They support the uh, Marxist theories of Italian Communist Party theorist Antonio Gramsci, who believed in revolution through infiltration. Now, Bernie Sanders is heavily involved with pro-Cuban, pro-Sandinista elements, went honeymooned in the Soviet Union. Bernie Sanders is a hardcore Marxist-Leninist revolutionary, and he sucks people in by telling them he's just of soft, Democratic socialist who wants America to be more like Sweden or, or Norway. He wants America to be like Venezuela and Cuba. That is his. That is his thing. But he just lies about it. Hillary Clinton has had a long history with uh, the Olinsky movement, the Marxist out of uh, Chicago. She worked. She started her career interning with a, a, a law firm in San Francisco, Ted Truhaft's law firm, which was not liberal. It was not progressive. It was a Communist Party law firm. She has worked with SISPES, the uh, Committee in Solidarity with the people of El Salvador, helped to finance the group, which was a, a communist group. She tried to make Janetta Cole a, a bona fide communist, the Secretary of Education back in the 90s. All the way through, both Bill and Hillary have extensive links to communist movements, communist operatives, and communist government. Do you think you, that she... Tweet, it was Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Do you, know. you think... Bernie, communist A or communist B.
2: Do you think Hillary is still part of the revolution, or is she sold out and she's she, and she's into power and money, but not she's not Bernie Sanders and, and a cause leftist politician? What do you think?
4: Well, B, Bernie Sanders is, is, is the revolution plus money. Hillary is money plus the revolution. You know, she is still a doctrinaire a Marxist. But look, look, all Marxists are after money. They they are greedy, avaricious individuals. You know, who's the richest man in North Korea? <laughs> you know, who's the richest? Man, who's the richest woman in Venezuela? Hugo Chavez's daughter. Um, this is common. You know, communists. Who's the richest people in China? The people who run the Communist Party. We're t- so communist. communism is nothing about equality. Communism is about enriching the very few revolutionary elite at the expense of the many. That's what communism is.
3: We're talking to and Trevor the, Loudon, who is the author yeah. of the book Enemies Within. It's currently being uh, in a fundraising uh, uh, phase to turn this into a movie. He's going to be one of the more important keynote speakers at the upcoming Unite IE Conservative Conference March 19th. You can go out to the am590.info uh, website to get tickets or the uniteie.com website to get tickets. So, So, Greg, you want to continue with that? Well, I understand
2: that you're still working on this movie and uh, you're trying to crowdsource, fund the, the movie. If people wanted to get more information, see the trailer, and possibly contribute to your to your efforts, where would they find that?
4: Look, um, the crowdsourcing is finished right now, but we're still raising funds through our website. We've got about 85% of the production money now, so we're just looking to finish it off, um, get it in the theaters quicker. We're aiming to get it out in May, in early May, so any money that comes in, it's very grateful. If it's ten bucks, twenty bucks, thirty bucks, to hundred bucks, just go to trevorloudon and then on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see an icon. Fund this movie. Go there, put in put in a bit of cash, watch the trailer, and we'll be very very grateful.
2: You want to spell Trevor Loudon for those of us who are not familiar with yeah, your Yeah,
4: yeah. Okay, Loudon is L O U D O N. It's loud on, basically. So you're at trevorloudon.com, and um, the movie is called The Enemies Within, and just there's an icon at the right hand side of the page where you can go on and chip in a few dollars. Have, have any of the people that it. you've
2: identified as communists or Marxists ever sued you for defamation?
4: No. Um, they, uh, Marcy Kaptur and uh, Sherrod Brown of Ohio were asked about, um, were put on the spot about some of my accusations, and they just said, sort of, brush them off. Look, there's, there's no way they can sue me. They might they might try, but you know, truth is an absolute defence when it comes to matters of libel. And I don't put anything in my movies or anything in my books that I cannot well document. Most of what I put is is in the people's own words. It's from their own documents. They just don't realise that we've got those documents. That's their problem.
2: It's time for another word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the sponsor of this half of Unite IE Radio. It is a great patriot and the place to go for your real estate lending needs. More with Trevor Loudon after this message.
6: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic, it's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy... But you need to refinance the home you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m., and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM
3: 590, The Answer.
6: Welcome back to the
3: Unite Inland Empire radio program, where we believe that the most important political office is that of private citizen, and that extends to our theme for this year's Unite IE Conservative Conference. What difference does it make? What difference does it make if you're involved? You never know. you got to get to our conference. And here uh, on the phone with us right now is Trevor Loudon, uh, whose book, The Enemies Within, will be available at the conference. He's currently working on a movie. We're going to show the trailer at the conference. And before our break, we were talking about the characters on the left-hand side of the aisle. We want to get into the right-hand side of the aisle. But as a finishing thought on that, One of the most obvious things about the Bernie Sanders rallies are the vast numbers of young people that attend his rallies support this notion of democratic socialism. Because uh, it's my contention, Trevor, and you you back me up or dispute it, that the universities are rife with Marxist and communist professors who are either open about it or are uh, still in the closet about it but that it's that indoctrination that is allowing the young minds of our country to be molded so that a message like Bernie
4: Sanders is taking root. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, that's exactly right. The universities have been become hotbeds of Marxism uh, and have been for decades, but now they're just absolutely rampant. Even the accounting department, even the math department, and I don't know how you get Marxist accounting, but they do. They call it critical, <laughs> They call it critical accounting. You're lucky you didn't go to uh, study accounting years ago, John. You'd probably be a little right. as Bernie Sanders would put it now. No, you wouldn't. But, but the point is this, yes, they have set the stage, and young people have no idea what communism is. They never saw the wall come down. They never saw the things we saw in our generation. They think socialism is all of the freedom and all of the prosperity we have now plus free stuff. Amazing. That's, that's what they think. You know, that, that, and so
2: that, Go ahead. That's an that's an excellent insightful point. It's they get to keep all the stuff that, that the free enterprise system and the American way of life has given them, plus they get more free stuff on top of that. You know, that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that and borrow that, uh, Trevor. That is that's an excellent way of putting it.
4: Yeah, well I think that's how they, they, they see it. And that is that the stage has been set because we've allowed the education system to become so corrupted so indoctrinated. These, these kids, are, are permit, the only options they get are various forms of socialism. So they just go for the form of socialism they think is the best, and they think they're exercising a free choice.
2: In our few minutes remaining here, I know you're a Ted Cruz supporter, so tell us why you support Ted Cruz.
4: Well, well, my benchmark, the two benchmarks for me are amnesty and the Constitution. Now, amnesty I oppose absolutely because the aim of amnesty is to flood the Republican race with millions of new Democrats so you have a one-party state. And they want to do, amnesty is designed to do to America what amnesty has effectively already done to California to make it a, to make it a bastion, a, a one-party Democratic Party state. So any politician who supports amnesty has got to be out of the picture as far as I'm concerned now, the two that are left are obviously Trump and Cruz, and both of them are very good on the immigration issue. Both of them are very dynamic on that and pretty hardcore, which is excellent. Now, the criterion after that, for me, becomes Constitution because you are going to be selecting one, two, maybe three or four Supreme Court justices in the next eight years, and that's a critical decision for America's future. So I want the most constitutionally minded possible president after the next election, and and no matter what virtues Donald Trump has, I do not think he can say he's as constitutionally minded as Ted Cruz. I think that that even the supporters would acknowledge that.
2: Who do you think between the two of them is more likely to win the general election against Hillary Clinton?
4: Uh, Ted Cruz Why? by country miles. Why? Because Trump has got so many negatives. He has. He is. He is. A large proportion of the Republican base—I'd say a third to a quarter of the Republican base—doesn't like him. A whole bunch of independents don't like him. Um, I think he's reached the peak of his popularity.
2: They keep and saying so, that.
4: Yeah, I know they keep saying, but it is true. If you look at if you look at voting, he he gets the odd forty percent, but mostly he's underperforming in his current elections. He's actually getting less than particularly predicted. Trump you know, is, and you saw that you saw that come out in the last few primary elections.
2: In my view, Trump is going to reshuffle the election deck. He's going to draw substantial union working class people. He's even going to draw. I've seen polling data. He's drawing 20 to 25 percent of the black vote. They know that, that uh, their, their interests are economic interests of black workers, of Latino workers, of white workers, of every ethnicity are the same. And Donald Trump is addressing their concerns on trade and immigration yep. better than anyone or,
4: Look, look, you're absolutely right, and, and on those issues, yeah, he, and he's screaming Cruz on those. Cruz will do the same things, but Donald Trump has got the showmanship, and he's got out there and done it. But what he will do is totally divide and destroy the Republican Party. I'll tell you what, a large chunks of the GOP will not back Donald Trump, i absolutely assure you of that. We have and got gotta to leave it that's there. Right. We've got to leave it there yeah.
3: with you, Trevor. Sorry, we are out of time for this segment. Thank you so much for being here. Come here, Trevor Loudon, at the third annual Unite IE Conservative Conference on March 19th. We'll be back with Dr. Duke Pesta on FedEd.
4: Thanks so much, guys.
3: Oh, gosh, no, thanks. thanks for sticking with us. I'm yeah. sorry we ran over.
4: Oh, no, no problem at all. It's, uh, I'd rather be talking to you guys than <laughs> some blonde long bimbo walking around CPAC. <laughs> Not me. Hey, Trevor, quick, <laughs> okay. quick question. I
3: want to yep. pro- I want to produce a, seri- a two or three uh, memes, and I-, I can go out and harvest whatever pictures.
4: I, I have I have sent I you an email today with about four or five options. Wonderful, and um, Regina received some photographs as well.
3: Great, I'll look for those. So, and uh, are there quotes in there as well from you? you-
4: yeah, the quotes. So send about five quotes. Beautiful. All right. Um, cool. that I thought would make good memes, you know, a couple of them humorous, a couple of them more serious. So And then I we'll hopefully
3: And then we'll tweet right? them directly to you on your Twitter account and on your Facebook page. So feel free
5: to yeah, share those and get those out. All right, buddy.
4: Yeah. yeah thanks Perfect. for being
5: on, Trevor. and say say hi thanks. to Victoria for me.
4: Will do I'm just going back to you now. so thanks John and thanks Greg and, and thanks Don. It's great to be on. Safe yeah. travels, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye bye. My freedom.
0: I watch the news and have to wonder if this country's going
5: crazy. Welcome back to the second half of the night IE Radio program. My name is John Hancock. And I'm with my co host Don Dix and Greg Britton. And we have another guest today. And one of the unique days that we have two guests. And we have Dr. Duke Pesta from the University of Wisconsin. He's been doing amazing work. I've seen him speak multiple times. And I've just been overly impressed with the information that he has. Uh, Dr. Duke, welcome. Thank you all for having me today. It's great to see you and have you in
3: the studio. You were this week on Thursday night, a speaker here locally uh, educating folks about the topic of your passion, which is Fed Ed, federal education, uh, or as it's been uh, known lately as Common Core. But now you're here to share with us a brand new uh, sort of chapter of Common Core. It's got duly demonized around the United States, parents concerned about this overreach of the federal government. And so now it's in a new chapter. They're re, they're, they're re formatting it or new name. It's, right, it's like if something crashes and burns, you give it a new name and you trot it out under a new banner. And so what's going on with that?
7: Well, the uh, Congress, the Republican-controlled tr- Congress and Senate recently passed the ESSA Act, the Every the Orwellianly-named Every Student Succeeds Act, because we know there's no success attached to these big federal government programs. And really the problem with it is we, we've known for a long time that Common Core is a a bump on the way. It's a horrible thing. It's a great big ugly tumor in the diseased body of public education. But the ESSA Act now. Uh, Republicans in Congress pushed it through without anybody really reading the bill it's an eleven it's an 1100 page bill mm. Paul Ryan, Speaker Ryan from Wisconsin, the state that I live in uh, betrayed his constituents by giving the, the caucus two days to read this bill. <clears throat> what the bill does basically is it retroactively legalizes all the illegal things the federal government did in creating Common Core it goes back and provides cover to the bribery the uh, the illegal creation of national standards, the things that the feds were not allowed to do, the ESSA Act now retroactively legitimate, including data mining, all the data gathering on our kids, the ESSA Act enshrines it in law. What the ESSA ultimately is, is a revision of the failed No Child Left Behind legislation. It's been written for over the last 10 years by multiple hands. Uh, it's an 1,100-page bill, as we said. It um, now legalizes and regularizes the idea that the feds have unprecedented authority to meddle in state and local educational decisions in clear violation of the 10th, command, of the 10th Amendment, I must, I, must, I must also add. So here we are, and now <clears throat> the Republicans, Common Core was a big splash. Nobody's heard of the ESSA Act, and the ESSA Act is what's going to legitimize all of this. Now, one thing about Common
2: Core, and before we move on to the specifics of, of the, this new law, is that it's an amazing example of citizen pushback. The the entire educational establishment of the government, they were all for it, and it ran into trouble and became actually unpopular in many places because of citizen pushback, because of moms getting on
7: Facebook, going down to the local school board and pushing back against this. Absolutely, and the, the only reason Common Core is being fought is the mom and dad reaction the grass is a really a grassroots protest which does make the ESSA so much more frustrating as moms and dads begin to wake up and push back already the federal overlords are trying to limit the ability they have to do that
3: Interesting so when did the ESSA act actually get passed
7: Back in December it was pushed through yeah
3: <clears throat> and 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 really we were on the radio at that time. I, and I watched the news flow fairly carefully. I saw very little about it. I even saw no opposition on the part of uh, legislators in DC to this. Uh, But you have a quote from one of the architects, if you will, of common core of this new iteration, and I think it's quite telling. First of all, tell us a little bit about who Arnie Duncan
7: is. <clears throat> Arnie Duncan is, uh, for the first seven and a half years of Obama's administration, he was the Secretary of Education. And he came from where? He came, his background, he was a, a school superintendent and administrator of schools in Chicago. Interestingly, his personal educational background is not education. He does not have, he's never taught a class. He's not really a trained educator, not somebody committed to writing educational standards. He's just a bureaucrat, an educrat, if you will who was promoted to the highest office because he knew Obama in, uh, in Chicago, a good yes-man for Obama's uh, attempts to take over federal education. Arne Duncan has been a huge thorn in the side of, of American moms and dads, called them all racist for opposing Common Core. Uh, and so when the ESSA pact uh, passed in December, uh, outgoing superintendent of schools, secretary of education, Arne Duncan, uh, said the following thing, quote, I am stunned at how much better for us this bill ended up than either the House or Senate bill going into conference. I had a Democrat congressman say to me that it is a miracle. He's let never, literally never seen anything like it. If you look at the substance of what is there, embedded in the law now, are the values that we, progressives, have promoted and proposed forever. The core of our agenda from day one, that's all in there for the first time in our nation's history. It is the letter of the law.
3: Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we just had a guest on prior to this, Trevor Loudon. And I don't know if you're familiar I know with Trevor. His... Yeah. OK, so in his body of work, he says that there is a, a, a DNA of Marxism and communism that is in the heartbeat of the modern progressive movement. Based on your study of this ESSA law, would you say that there is that? Uh, centralized government Marxist DNA in the body of this ESSA law and if so, how?
7: Well, absolutely. First of all, I think what the ESSA uh, Act does is it enshrines the progressive education mentality. Uh, Obviously, people like Paul Ryan are not themselves progressives. But what the, what the Republicans in the Congress did is they basically ceded to the federal government and to educrats, people like Arnie Duncan, they ceded the power to shape education as they see fit to progressives. So the ESSA, shockingly, provides cover and legal support for progressives in Washington to continue the Marxification of our kids' education. And you ask yourself, why would Republicans – Not fight this. Why would they not stand back from the brink? Why did they in the same way Paul Ryan rubber stamped Obama's budget without without a doubt without a problem? He's done that now for education too.
2: Yeah, I used to think that the people like Ryan and McConnell and Boehner they were just cowards and they wouldn't fight. But when you see that the only time they do fight is when they're going to fight conservatives. So then they can fight. I'm increasingly thinking they agree. With what's going on, and it's not—it's not cowardice, and not—and not timidity. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, they basically agree.
7: Yeah, I think you're right, and uh, uh, maybe in the next segment we can talk about exactly that: how they're more willing to fight Republicans, conservative Republicans, than they are to take on the Democrat establishment.
2: Let's have a word from our sponsor for this half of Unite I E Radio: All Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. More with Dr. Pesta after this message.
1: When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For over 20 years, All Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to 5 days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Let's
0: get it started.
1: This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We were just talking with Dr. Pesta about Education Secretary Arnie Duncan, who also said, and finally, we need a robust data system to track student achievement and teacher effectiveness. That's another part of this of this common core is this tracking and keeping the data on the students. And not just about their
7: academics, but whether they have the right attitudes and beliefs. That's huge. And we didn't mention it. The idea, the other thing that the ESSA Act does is all that data gathering, data collection, not only does it legitimize it, but it mandates it. Uh, that the Republican ESSA bill, well, it wasn't written by Republicans primarily, but they were the ones who forced it through controlling the House and the Senate. Uh, The ESSA bill does make it perfectly legal and perfectly necessary for the federal Department of Education to use your kids' private and personal information for the purpose of aggregating data. And so this is a really shocking development. In fact, I would argue that the single thing that most moms and dads, if they know about Common Core, despise, it is precisely the intrusive data gathering.
5: No, these are always put forth as something that's going to improve the, the kids' performance. You know, it's going to hit, set higher standards. And we've had people on the show before talk. You've been on the show and and others. But, you know, you've been an in, in education a professor for twenty years now at the University of Wisconsin. And you know, I think you, you've seen a decline in the quality. Uh, of the students coming through your your classrooms, right?
7: Sure, you know, this is the thing. We've been doing, uh, you guys called it Fed Ed at the top of the show, that's right. Uh, in my whole lifetime, I was born in the late 1960s, my whole lifetime, uh, the federal government has increasingly gotten more control over education, slowly at first and more broadly. And it's not a coincidence that the decline of American education standards, the decline of our kids' ability to read, write, and, and think and do basic math to understand the country's history, it's not a coincidence that from the beginning of this period, uh, when the Fed took, began to take over, our kids' standards, are uh, their abilities decline radically. And what you're doing now with things like ESSA and Common Core is you're ratcheting up what has not worked for 40 years and expecting different results.
5: Well, quick, I, I believe that, uh, you know, I always say that this is probably the most uneducated generation mm-hmm. that America has produced, but they just don't know it because they received all these self esteem classes.
7: Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Um, our kids know a lot less about what they should know. Their heads are full with a lot of stuff, but it's not useful stuff, uh, primarily American civics. What, what is really lacking in our kids is a correct understanding of what it takes to be a free person in a, a free country.
2: But in addition just to the lack of that, but how about just the ability to read and write and express themselves clearly? That's also been declining as you've seen what's coming into your classrooms.
7: Well, you know what? For once, the federal government called Common Core. They, na- they labeled it correctly. Common and Common Core means that we are not going to let kids excel in the areas they can. We're not going to push for excellence. We're going to create one common educational paradigm that lowers everything but makes for social justice equity, right? Uh, Kids with more money now will not necessarily get a better education than kids without. We're going to compromise excellence uh, in the name of social experimentation, and that's what Common Core is.
2: And when people think it's a money issue, but yet since 1970, as you probably know, the per student spending on education, the government run education system, after accounting for inflation, has more than doubled.
7: More money for worse results. Right. And where is that money going? That money is not going to help teachers teach kids. It's going to big textbook companies who are mass producing Common Core textbooks. It's going to uh, application creators who are trying to uh, computerize education. It's going to teachers' unions. So uh, we're spent, like, as with every other big government program. Every other big government takeover. All the money goes to the bureaucracy, and very few of the problems ever get solved on the ground.
2: I'm looking for the chart here, and I I just found it. So let's see if I can bring this up here, of what's happened to education personnel over this time. And it's just this staggering increase of – and I'll work work on getting this open. You were talking also before we went on the air about – that it used to be the liberal leftist, and Marxist professors would try to indoctrinate the children once they got to
7: college but now you're seeing they're already yeah, 25 years ago when I started teaching as a graduate student, I found that my kids in college, mostly as a, as a new graduate teacher, I was teaching freshmen, I found the kids culturally ignorant. They they didn't have much of a sense of history, but they were not yet completely radicalized. Now, 25 years later, my college freshmen come to campus the way my college graduates used to be 25 years ago they are already anti-capitalist they're already entitled they already think that america is an unfair country they already have favorable views of socialism even though they ca- they the only way they define socialism is fairness that's what they've been taught socialism equals fairness that's the only thing they know
2: can the system be reformed or saved or do parents the patriotic parents that want a good education and want to teach their children about the to respect and love
7: the country do they need to find an alternative if, we're going, if the entire country rallied around the idea of reforming our public schools tomorrow and spent mega effort to do it, it would take 20 years. A whole generation just to get this stuff out and back to some semblance of normality. My position now after watching this is there are no safe places in public schools. If you want to guarantee your kids have a high level of skill in reading math and science, and you also want to protect them from mindless ideology, I I cannot see a way that you can keep them in these public schools anymore. And you have an alternative. There are many alternatives. And uh, we're just one, Freedom Project Academy, which is a complete online homeschool. Uh, and and F-P-E-U-S-A, FPEUSA.org is where you can come and check us out. But there are so many uh, good ways, good private schools left, although many of them are going common core. And I say this many times. We, in the last decade, homeschool families have jumped from one million homeschool families to three. Uh, if we can keep homeschooling, the right of parents to c- educate their kids at home. If we can keep that strong, it'll be much harder one day for the feds to come after that. Now, of course,
3: it's illegal in Germany.
7: Well, I was yes. going to
5: say, there's a, there's a big push even here to try to yes. minimize or eliminate homeschooling.
7: Yeah, there's no way the federal government is going to get 60 million kids, American public school kids, on the same ideological perspective, and then let the rest of us be free to educate our kids at home. That movement is already starting here. They're starting to regulate comic, uh, homeschooling. But we're, but we, if, if we keep it robust, they'll have a harder time coming after it.
3: I'm going to read from an article very quickly. We're talking about data mining in this segment. This is from uh, February 24, 2016 in the San Diego Tribune. Now, this concerns a court case that was recently adjudicated and the feds won. A recent federal court ruling orders the release of personal data on more than 10 million California students, highlights the growing amount of information schools now collect and the loopholes that allow it to be released.
7: So- Par- paradoxically, the state of California is trying to get the school boards, are trying to get moms and dads to sign a petition to get out of that The petition itself to try to opt out of that data gathering requires all sorts of data points have to be put in, including your kids' birthdays. Why for a simple petition? So in other words, in order to try to opt out of this, you have to already give them information that they don't need. So even the opt-outs are corrupted. Here are the numbers on on,
2: on staffing since 1970. Students have gone up 8%. Teachers have gone up 60%. Non-teaching staff has gone up 138%. You're talking about the costs. No, the, numbers no, of the number, number of people.
7: Oh, the actual oh, the number, number of people. So the, once again, as we see, bureaucracy goes up, teachers and students not so much.
2: Time for another message from All Star Collision, uh, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because, as I said before, they are truly the kings of rock and roll. More with Dr. Pesta after this message.
1: When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to 5 days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Let's get it started.
5: Ah, let's get Welcome back to the United IE Radio program. My name is John Hancock, and I'm here with my co host Don Dix in Great Britain. We have Dr. Duke Pesta from the University of Wisconsin, and we're talking about Common Core and the federal FedEx, the federal takeover of our education system. And, you know, as we already know, 13, 18 to 30 year olds, 43% of them, are think favorably of socialism. Now, over the next eight years, we have another 43 million that are joining the ranks. You know, um,
7: what does that hold for the future? You know, the Vladimir Lenin said at one point, uh, I'll give you the politicians. You can have all the politics if you give me the students. You give me the students in your schools, Lenin said. I'll let you have you can control the houses of Congress. And in one generation, I will make you irrelevant. And this is it. Um, my college kids, I, I've got I teach, you know, college kids of all these different social demographics. And the one thing they have in common is their unwavering support for Bernie Sanders. They, Again, they can't tell you – they can't name a single piece of legislation. In fact, I can't name a single piece of legislation that you could call his after a thousand years in the Senate. But they know nothing about him and they know nothing about socialism. They know nothing about his worldview. Yet all they know is because they've been trained in middle and high school to believe that socialism equals fairness and they want to be fair, that we must elect him. And so by definition, capitalism, free markets, liberty is not fair. Uh, Meritocracy is not fair.
2: Well, our our previous guest, Trevor Loudon, in the first half made just an excellent and astute point. He said that these people, the Bernie Sanders, the socialists, they think they can keep all of the benefits of capitalism, the free enterprise system and get free stuff on top of it.
7: Right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you think about Margaret Thatcher's famous pronouncement. This all works until you run out of those people's money and then chaos.
3: We're, of course, uh, you know, at an at a interesting anniversary, the fourth anniversary of Andrew Breitbart's death. And one of the videos that's been circulating was of him at a rally filled with union and socialist uh, advocates and going through the rally. Basically, you know, uh, tell me thumbs up capitalism, thumbs down and everybody thumbs down and everybody demonizing capitalism and everybody uh, basically holding up the virtue of a uh, of this of this union based Marxist sort of socialism, not even realizing what they're advocating in the process. And so I wrote down a note here. Is it too late have we has the bell rung and are we able to you know get control of all this
7: back it is certainly a fearful question um and the there's a lot of indicators that suggest that if it's not too late uh, the american dream is certainly on life support i still think though if you had a president in office who was willing to not just accept the status quo but to pull out what people like Obama put in illegally, if you put had a president who put somebody in the Department of Education who was going to roll up their sleeves and yank out Common Core, we'd get rid of it in a couple years. I mean, we'd still have to go beyond that. But, I mean, you could do that. The problem is, as we see with the ESSA Act, we send Republicans to office. They said, give us the Senate back. We gave them the Senate back. What did they do? They rubber stamp Obama's budget. They couldn't even be bothered – to pull out Planned Parenthood funding after the horrific O'Keefe videos. Right. right? And then with the ESSA Act. We put a lot of people in Washington to get rid of Common Core. That's what they ran on, they told us. And then we put them in and they validate the ESSA Act. So I just you know, until we can get people who will do what they say it won't fix but if we get people who will be fine
5: well you know another thing is we have you know it's institutionalized in our universities and our schools now so the question is you know that the you're you're in academia you're with the professors those professors who preach this stuff to our kids do they
7: really understand it themselves or, or are they just kind of useful idiots you think about a college professor a college professor spends his whole life on campus right And campuses are the most socialistic places in this country because everything's done for the professors. We don't clean the blackboards. We don't wash the toilets. We don't feed kids. All we do is teach in our little enclave. So that's the world we know. But the real warning here is with things like Common Core, that college professor indoctrination mindset is now being done at 5 and 7 and 12 years old.
2: Um, Bill Ayers knew what he was doing when he gave up planting bombs and went on to become a professor of education because he could do so much more damage and advance the revolution from that position than he ever could.
7: bombs. Bill Ayers actually said he was a professor of education, training teachers that the place for communism in modern America is the modern elementary school. That was his entire 30 year career teaching college.
3: That is absolutely disgusting, and we've been allowing it is the worst thing. You know, the theme of our upcoming conference uh, on March 19th, the Unite IE Conservative Conference, is What Difference Does It Make?, Well, those words were taken from Hillary Clinton during her Benghazi testimony, but they're prophetic because ultimately, what difference does it make if you're involved in pushing back on this or not? And we're seeing that it makes a huge difference whether or not the average citizen is answering the call to the highest political office in the country that is private citizen. We could do a lot, but we need more people to answer that call.
7: Well, if you think about it, it was well less than five percent of America's population that radicalized the schools. What if we were able to get 5 to 10% to go back the other way? I mean, you could do a lot of really good things, but right now the nation's asleep. We need those 5 or 10%
3: people. That's the reason we put the conference on. Get off the couch. Get into an environment that's going to immerse you in what you can do.
2: You mentioned Andrew Breitbart, the fourth anniversary of his passing. He said, walk towards the fire. Don't worry about what they call you. All of those things are said because they want to stop you in your tracks. But if you keep going, you're sending a message to people who are rooting for you, who are agreeing with you. The message is, they can do it too, and you can do it too. And a good first place to start is by going to the Unite IE Conservative Conference. Go to uniteie.com. Link for your tickets. And we just can't thank you enough, Doctor Pesta, for coming and
7: sharing with your information with us here tonight this afternoon. Thank you. Hope to talk to you guys again real soon. And Doctor Pesta, where can people learn more about what you're doing? For more information, go to fpeusa.org. Freedom Project Education.